It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. If it's happening in the SO postcode, you'll hear about it here. It's a weekly look at life in the city hosted by her, Zoe Hanson. And him, Simon Clark. Now this week, we meet a man who can show you some of the secrets of the city. We do theme tours on maybe the Titanic or maybe Southampton during wartime. And learn the ropes at Nursling's best kept secret. We have lots of different types of climbing that suits a lot of people. Now, my favourite story from that chat about Southampton is the one about the greatest sportsman of the 20th century who came to Hedge End to open a supermarket. (laughs) I mean, who knew? And you need to keep listening to find out who that is. But I promise you, it is a sporting superstar. I mean, I was like, what? I know, right? So the other thing you need to keep listening for is a bit later, we've got an incredible prize that you can win. And we'll tell you more about that later on. The So So Show. So are you ready for the heat wave? I mean, bring it on. I've been waiting a long time to come into my life. (laughs) Summer in its entirety over the space of one weekend, isn't it? Oh, don't. Don't say that. But I have got flip-flops at the ready. I've been wearing them in because you... The the stupid thing is, is you don't wear flip-flops. And then wearing them for two hours, you go, Ah, why do my feet hurt so bad? And it looks like we could be having Father's Day barbecues across Southampton on Sunday. Hooray! That's if he's going to let you anywhere near it because of course he'll want to do it himself (laughs) on the day you're supposed to do everything for him he'll want to be guardian of the tongs i think my dad's gonna do a barbecue but uh, actually this came up in conversation this week this might be a little bit deep but i don't know if you know but i am a lone parent so there was a discussion had gone on at school this week about what you inherit from your mother and your father so your eye color your hair color your height all of that stuff And my daughter asked, but what do you get if you don't have a dad? Do you still get all of those things? And they were like, well, yes, you will still get some of those things. There was a little discussion went on out in the playground after school at pickup time about all of this that had gone on. And I said to my daughter, so really, I should get a Father's Day card, shouldn't I? Because I do that job as well, right? And she's like, no, no, you don't get that. I should, though, right? You should. You're pulling double duty, so you should get a Father's (laughs) Day card as well. I will be waking up on Sunday feeling blessed and grateful that my 18-year-old isn't on Love Island. I mean, Michael (laughs) Owen, he must wake up every morning thinking, I hope that was just a cheese dream. Oh, my gosh. I mean, she's slept in a few different beds already, hasn't she? And look, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's just something that gives me what Love Islanders would call the ick about all of it. They don't have conversations about anything at all. They Like, none of them have gone, what's your favourite ice cream flavour? They don't have those conversations. Where's the best steak you've ever eaten? Like, they, they should be just talking about food because they are surely starving themselves. <laughs> the way that they look, you know it, you know it. But they only talk about, shall we get in a relationship? How do you feel about me? Well, I've only just met you. They book each other in for a chat. That's not a chat. 
What they need on Love Island is a cinema and a Bella Pasta. And basically they can go off and watch a film over there. They can go and do this. Do all the things that normal people do when they go on a first or a second date. And I know when Love Island went wrong. When it got rubbish. Right. But when they did away with the smoking area, that's when all the chat stopped. They weren't being sociable. That's when they sort of forced into this conversation about, shall we get together? Do you fancy me? Do I fancy you? Where are we going to live? What? How do we get here? (laughs) But they used to be able to have those chats where they just went over to the smoking area and then they got rid of all of that stuff. And now it's just these forced chats. Because I guess that would have happened a lot more naturally in that environment. Yeah. So what could they do to bring that back? Have a bottomless Prosecco brunch every day? (laughs) Well, apparently they're not allowed to get drunk either. Oh. This is very healthy Love Island, So they're starving themselves, they're constantly holding their guts in, and they're not allowed to drink or smoke. (laughs) It sounds like hell. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell that I don't watch Love Island that much by the very fact that the cultural reference point you gave me a minute ago by saying ick yeah. I only know that's from Love Island because Keir Starmer <laughs> used it in Prime Minister's <laughs> Question Times today to try and make himself seem a bit more down with the kids. That's surely got to be the death knell for Love Island when someone starts referencing it in that way in Ooh. Prime Minister's Question Times. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Now, if you grew up in the city, you probably learnt a lot about its history when you were at school because I'm guessing Lois does that now. Yes, yes. They've been to Tudor House and they've been along for a little... Walk along the old walls as well. That sounds to me like that's the pretty standard thing to do when you're growing up in the city. Of course it is. But if you didn't grow up in Southampton and you want to discover more about where you live, we know a chap who can help. Meet Martin from Sea Southampton. Well, we're all qualified tour guides and there's about 11 of us and we formed back in 2014 and we give obviously tours around the city and we do a lot of work, especially with the cruise ships, which we just started again, taking people from elsewhere from overseas who want tours of Southampton and area. Other guys might be taking people to places like Stonehenge and so on. So where do you tour them round in Southampton? Well the standard tour is starting at the Bargate and then we go around the old western walls and the thing that we have is we have access to the vaults because I can get a key and I can take people into various vaults which people are always fascinated by. You may have seen them yourself, I don't know if you've been in any of those. Southampton has an amazing amount of medieval wine vaults still still existing. They were basically for the wine trade back in the medieval times. Wine came in from France, stored in Southampton and then sent on to London, Winchester, Salisbury, wherever else. And we sent them wool in exchange, so fair exchange. And that's what made Southampton prosperous six, seven hundred years ago. Amazing stuff. So you, so that's where you go with Sea Southampton. Do you come back into the sort of city centre a little bit more? Yeah, we do tours everywhere. We do theme tours on maybe the Titanic or maybe Southampton during wartime. All sorts of other things as well. Whatever is of interest. We very often do tours for like clubs, societies, community groups, all sorts of schools especially we take around. I actually love doing schools. And I'll tell you why. Because school children notice things that you and I don't. Yes, exactly. Well, they're at a different height. But anyway, but that's not just it, is it? Because they will notice something that we just sort of take for granted, won't they? Absolutely. They look down, they look around, they look up and they ask 
what may seem silly questions but the ones that adults don't ask and you can unpack a lot so I really do enjoy taking school groups around so we do a wide range of walks and we also do a wide range of talks as well at the moment we're doing a summer series in um, Portswood Library last week's talk was all about Southampton and the wine trade so Wednesday evenings are free and um, I'll be doing one about a book I've recently had out called Secret New Forest. What's your favourite bit of secret knowledge? Oh, the most recent book, my favourite story, is about the last duel that took place in England where two men, honour at stake, back to back, they walk 15 paces, they turn round, they try and shoot each other. Well, that actually happened with a New Forest resident who's buried in Fordingbridge. It's St Mary's Church in Fordingbridge. And in the 1850s, um, this gentleman was, shall we say, um, being involved with another man's wife when he shouldn't have been. Uh, Somebody took exception to it, challenged him to a duel, and um, he died several weeks later from sepsis, from the wound. But this guy was very rich, and he went into the family tomb that was up there, tucked away in a churchyard, nobody knows the story. And I actually got that story from going there, doing some research one day, and bumping into this chap who was in ordinary clothing, who was telling me all these things that turned out to be the vicar. So, got the story. Obviously... We're, you know, we're on the sea, very famous for the Titanic sailing from Southampton. What else can you tell me that will blow my mind? One of my favourite stories that was in my Sea Southampton book is about Muhammad Ali, the boxer, who a lot of people may not know, came to Southampton in 1971 and he stayed at the Polygon Hotel that used to exist and he then went um, to open a supermarket in Hedge End of all places. It was a fine fair, which used to be a chain around in those days and he was actually sent to England to do promotional activities on behalf of Ovaltine and he said that he would never promote a product that he didn't think was a healthy product because he didn't drink alcohol he had a very healthy lifestyle but he thought that Ovaltine was like a healthy drink and he was prepared to do that and he went out and opened that and I went out there and took a picture and wrote the story up in Secrets of the Hampton. I'm of an age where I grew up idolising Muhammad Ali for his boxing skills and he was voted I believe the greatest uh, sportsman of the 20th century to actually think that he came here and his press conference afterwards is actually on film because the local TV filmed him in the Polygon Hotel and he was speaking to the reporters and what have you and there was um, a couple there with a young child and he took the child and sat it on his lap because he had the gift of the gab, Muhammad Ali and he said, you sure is pretty, not ugly like your father. <laughs> you can just imagine saying it, can't you? That's Martin from Sea Southampton. And, you know, I actually quite fancy getting one of those books to take away as a holiday read. It's good. It's really good. It's just so interesting because these are places that you know already. And then when you discover the history behind it, you go, oh, wow. I have one piece of Southampton trivia, I suppose you'd call it. Only I the one. think it's very, very... It's it's something that I would pull out at dinner parties and I'd be very, very proud to know. Okay. Southampton has the only motorway with a roundabout in it in the country. And where's that then? M271. Is that the only one in the country? The only one in the country. It's actually on the motorway. No, that can't be right. Yeah, it is. That can't be right. Don't start! <laughs> but what about Junction 7? That's got a roundabout on it. Yeah, but you don't have to go across the roundabout to go past Junction 7, do you? You don't have to go over the roundabout. Yeah, you do. M271. So if you're going from Romsey into town, down to Redbridge, yeah. you have to go and stop at a roundabout. 
I can't visualise it. Yeah, well, you, go and check it out anyway. I'm, that is I'm, my I'm, trivia I'm, fact. I'm absolutely not disputing your trivia facts. <laughs> you but totally I am gonna have to, no, I am going to have to go and look that up because to me, I just don't understand what's different about that junction at Junction 3. So I've spent the last five minutes trying to explain to Simon that the M271 in and out of Southampton is the only motorway in the country with a roundabout on it, and this is where we are now. No, 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 right, forget about the M27. Right. Right, I'm going to explain this. Think of the M271. Right. So the M271 doesn't finish at that roundabout. No. It carries on. Yeah. Up to Romsey. Right. Okay? Yeah. So that is all motorway. Right. It's just, it's just, it's not all motorway. It's like it the other exits are dual carriageway. It's not. You are still on a motorway. I kind of so get it. So now you get it now. Yeah, okay. I kind of get the point. Do you believe me? Yeah, I do. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> but I just couldn't. I was looking at it from I the know. wrong way. I kept looking at it and going, hmm? oh, yes, of course. And then I went on the M271 and went, oh, yes. There is a roundabout. So you're on the motorway, then you have to slow down for the roundabout. You don't do that on any other motorway Mm. unless you are coming off at that exit. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Southampton is always amazing for bringing in these cruise ships. There are so many millions of people all the way through the year that come into that port. I always think, oh, it just looks fantastic, doesn't it? And you never quite know who. Yes. Because Ed Sheeran's passed through there a few times. Has he really? Well, they are then. And then, a couple of weeks back, my brother. Yeah. (laughs) My brother and his wife and his son. They've been off on a cruise for like a four-day cruise. These cruise ships, they are something else. There's always a conversation with people about whether they would like to go on a cruise or not. Or, you know, I think a lot of people think that they would feel quite claustrophobic. They are not like that. Have you seen the size of these things? He came off the cruise ship and I said, right, come on, we'll meet you for a cup of tea in John Lewis. And we went there because you can see out and you can see the cruise ship again. It's gigantic. Do you go into John Lewis and feel like everything's claustrophobic? No. So it's like West Key on water. And as we're having a cup of tea, I'm looking out at this ship that they've just got off. And I said, is that water slides I can see? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's got a water park. There's an indoor and an outdoor swimming pool. I can see the the outdoor cinema screen putting something up on there. I'm like, that that is just amazing, isn't it? That's where they need to hold the next series of Love Island. (laughs) John Lewis Cafe. There you go. And then the beautiful thing was that they'd been off round sort of the Mediterranean for a few days. And then when they came back into Southampton Port, they booked themselves to go to Paltons Park. They're like, yeah, we're going to go straight to there as well. And I've got to say, how lucky we are to have Paltons Park here. You know, we are the envy of the rest of the country because we have Peppa Pig World. But also, I felt so lucky. A couple of weeks ago, my daughter had an inset day and I said, come on, we're going to go to Legoland. As I walked back out of Legoland, 
I said to my daughter, next time I want to go to Legoland, just remind me to go to Paltons Park. All right. <laughs> you pay eight quid to park your car there, even though the driveway is about two miles long <laughs> and there's nowhere else to park. You have to pay eight pounds for that. And then how many rides on a whole day? We were there for about seven hours. How many rides, Simon, did I go on? Three. Go a bit higher. Seven. I managed to get on four rides in the whole day. (laughs) Cues? Just queuing, queuing, queuing. And by the time I get to the front, because I've queued for so long... Hoping your pelvic floor's going to hold up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Portland's Park is the way forward. I don't think I've ever queued anything more than, like, 20 minutes for even the biggest, best rides there. So, I'm always fangirl in that place, but... It just does everything so brilliantly. The So So Show. While we're talking about things to do with the family, here's something that you may not know existed. It's a fun place in nursling called Parthian Climbing. And it's not just great for kids either, but grown-ups too. Martha is the centre manager. We are a bit of a jewel. We're um, tucked away in um, an industrial estate in nursling, but um, we welcome all ages here. So we have um, children from as young as three up to adults as old as I won't say. Um, but everybody is welcome to have a go here. We have lots of different types of climbing that suits a lot of people. So you can go with an instructor here and have an hour and a half with an instructor. Or you can be signed off in different areas of the centre and have your own sort of session, your own climb. Um, and we have lots of members that do that, yeah. We've just done some... Is it? Do you call it rope climbing? Yes. Is that what we did first? Yeah, so we um, popped harnesses on and we tied into a rope and we did something we call top roping. You climb to the top of the wall. So you guys have just done 12 metres. You've climbed to the top of 12 metres, which I didn't tell you at the time. Um, I waited for you to get down. (laughs) That was Lois, uh, not myself. I went about two metres and that was enough. Thank you. Very good, though. Everybody's (laughs) own achievement is good. Yeah. (laughs) So there's the rope climbing. Then there's top rope climbing. Then there's... go at auto belay as well so auto belays are um, an automatic descent so you still go up as high you can go up to 12 meters but you have a slow descent down good thing about that is you can bring a child and you can clip them in safely you can check they're okay and you don't need to know as much of the roped things um, and you can have a really good session just using that and then there's bouldering which is sort of like free rock climbing isn't it yeah so we call it low level climbing without harnesses or bouldering the aim of the game is to work your way to the top of the climb and then safely come back down again lois had a very good go at it and she was very very talented but yeah it is a different way of climbing so you have to make sure you feel comfortable going up but as we talked about you need to feel comfortable coming back down again and it really is a challenge because you have to work out the problem don't you Yes. So the deal is with this is the difference is that when you climb up, you have to have enough energy to come back down. And somehow rock climbing downwards is much harder on your muscles than it is going up, isn't it? Um, In one sentence, could you describe Lois's climbing please i think lois was a natural so she's very flexible she wasn't nervous and she did her best to push through so i would say she was a natural climber very delicate and 
in one sentence describe my climbing you Love. you did very well and you reached some of your own personal goals <laughs> <laughs> I mean I got to the top of a step ladder that was it wasn't it really now I have to tell you that the last time I went climbing was in Cheddar Gorge I think it was a school trip and I got halfway up a rock face and decided no that's it my legs aren't going to move anymore at all can you go up Upwards? No. Can you come downwards? No. <laughs> I think the instructor had to come and get me. So you've done very well today. No, you did really, really well. I think everybody has to push themselves in different ways, but I hopefully we stayed within your limits as well and we didn't get stuck. I think that's the best thing. <laughs> exactly. You didn't have to come and rescue me. Yeah. So what else goes on at Parthian Climbing? Because you can come and try all these things out, but are there like clubs or groups or what goes on? Yeah, so we've got plenty of things. We have something called the National Indoor Climbing Award Scheme. So this runs all the way from ages three up to 18. Um, so these are weekly clubs that kids can come to. Um, they can get good at climbing. They can learn the technical skills and eventually become independent climbers it's a brilliant thing to be involved in and you see people reach their goals and their achievements we also have social clubs um, we have a shop and a cafe so it becomes quite a social space at times as well do you do sort of holiday clubs as well yeah so we have um short one and a half hour sessions that you can do that's called an um an intro and you can do that as a family or just as a child and then yeah in the summer holidays we're going to be doing um holiday camps so it's a three-hour session um you have a break in between so you can have some lunch but you do climbing um you do games and you do a lot of problem solving so it is a good family sort of day that's martha from parthian climbing you had to go on some of the climbing bits uh yeah i mean i went up to like top of a step ladder high. <laughs> that was about it really and not even stood on the top you know and how did lois do she just flew straight up to the top straight away of course of course she did uh, I stood at the bottom going, oh, be careful, be careful. I think at one point she stopped about two metres short of the top and I said, oh, come on, you've got to just go now, keep going, keep going. But I've become quite a mum in the way that I'm quite happy just to watch things like that. Excellent. <laughs> I'm never any good at heights. Now, while we're talking about family activities, keep listening because a bit later we've got details of an amazing prize that you can win. A couple of bits of transport news for you. Yes. The first is just a heads up. They now charge you to drop off at Southampton Airport. Okay. It's four quid. If you want to drop someone off at the airport, you have okay. to go round the bit and then they'll charge you four quid. Or you could drop them off the other side of the train station. Well, I was going to say, there's that little car Nobody park, isn't there? That's where everyone's going to go. That's where everybody's gone for years. Yeah, that'll be it. And of course, talking of the railway station, we've got strikes happening next week. At the time of recording, we've got strikes that are due yes. to happen next week. And we're getting off quite lightly in terms of disruption. There's still going to be two trains an hour from Southampton to Waterloo, starting at 7.15 in the morning and running until 6.30 at the end of the day. Now, if it was pre-COVID, mm. we'd probably all be really bothered by this but because yeah, we're yeah. all so used to working at home now yeah it's like yeah i'll just work at home <laughs> is that what the train people are doing no that's what the <laughs> workers are doing and i do feel slightly sorry for any students who are being impacted because i think that's the last week of a levels uh, it's the last week of gcse's for sure okay so any kids who need to get anywhere for exams that's not great fingers crossed they might sort something out before then yeah this 
piece of podcast may be completely redundant by the time it goes to air. Let's hope As so. As opposed to most of it every <laughs> week. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. I know it seems like Platy-Jubes was, a, you know, it's now a distant memory, isn't it? But that was an amazing weekend. And actually, I, this week, I've been watching a lot of that stuff back. So the the pageant, I mean, it was on for about five hours. Um I didn't know how Cliff Richard was going to, you know, manage to get all his laps in. <laughs> I thought, wow. Um, but I've managed to watch that back this week. Um, and my, my daughter watched it with me as well. And we were so taken with it. And I think that the Queen, when she came out on the balcony, she she looked as if she got quite emotional with it all as well. And I did. I got quite emotional with that. I thought it was just wonderful. Just really, really amazing. I didn't realise how emotional my daughter got about it. She wrote a poem for the Queen. Oh, wow. About the Platinum Jubilee. Oh, lovely. And I said to her, well, why don't we send it to the Queen? Why not? So she wrote her poem out and then she wrote a letter to go with it and said, I've really enjoyed the Platinum Jubilee. I hope uh, you're reading this with a cup of tea. I think that's part of the poem. And she (laughs) sent this off to the palace and I had to look up the address and the postcode. And it was just really lovely. I thought, do you know what? Even if you get nothing back, no worries. That's a really lovely thing to do. And how exciting to post a letter to Buckingham Palace. And if she gets something back, it will just be incredible. And I reckon it will be. even if she just gets a letter from someone on the star, yeah. she's bound to get something back from that. I mean, very much like when I was nine and I wrote to TVAM about Roland Rat not being on in the half term <laughs> when I was off. Right. Um, and they sent me back a letter from Roland Rat and uh, a stationery set. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> They didn't just fob you off with a letter from Nico and around Diamond. No, right. <laughs> didn't want to speak to them. I wanted rather than rap, man. <laughs> rap <pens. laughs> My daughter gets very big bonus points for writing to the Queen. It's very and cute. sending her a poem this, this week. However, she's lost points oh, this no. week. What's she done? Cut her own hair. Oh. <laughs> Everybody does that at some point. <sighs> Oh, when you realise it, Simon. Oh, my gosh. So she's got long hair. It reaches down past her shoulders. It is all that long. It is all one length. She has grabbed the bit in the middle now, that's at the, the front. that's the worst possible bit you could cut. And she's cut it to about an inch long. You can't do anything with it. It's always there. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do anything apart from stick up when you don't want it to stick up. <laughs> She was just sort of stroking it. <laughs> I said, what's happened to your hair? Now, the story goes, Simon, she accidentally cut it when she was cutting some paper. Because you always <laughs> cut the paper right on your forehead, don't you? I love the child logic oh. of how can I possibly justify this? What do I use scissors? Oh, I always use them for cutting paper. There you go. <laughs> it was a paper cutting accident. But... There's nothing I can do about it. Like, I couldn't even, like, cut the rest of her hair so it was just as short or whatever. Yeah, I don't know where we're going with that at the moment. What you could do with her is give her a mixie. What's that? A mixie 
is the on-trend haircut for summer 2022. Is it? It's a cross between a mullet yeah. and a pixie cut. Now, she's obviously got the length in the back still. Oh, God. You can give her a feathered pixie cut on top. She no. can have a mixie. She will be the coolest kid in her class. No. And it gets you out of the whole Cameron Diaz something about Mary sticking up thing that she's got going on at the moment. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. Now... This is very sad news, isn't it? Neighbours is coming to an end. They've filmed the final scenes, but this is brilliant news. The Neighbours Farewell Tour is coming to the Mayflower Theatre. No way. Yes. Yes, they're actually coming. So this means... Everyone I know who hasn't got a picture of themselves with Dr. Carl Kennedy can now get one. <laughs> because honestly, last week on the last episode, everyone was putting a picture of them and Dr. Carla. Brilliant. Everyone. I haven't got one. I got me with Jason. I've got me with Kylie. Yeah. But I haven't got a Dr. Carl. Wow. And the one with Kylie isn't great because she's not wearing dungarees. Oh, man. Doesn't look like a mechanic. <laughs> well, you're in luck then, Simon, because it's coming to Southampton. Oh, and who's coming? Don't know yet. Cast to be announced. I bet you Toadie's coming. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Come on, Toadie. I can say Toadie, knowing that he's probably still in it, even though I haven't watched it for 20 years. <laughs> He'll be hanging around. He's like the Ken Barlow of Ramsey Street. Love it. What else goes on? Okay, so Mast Mayflower Studios have announced that for Christmas they are doing Alice a musical adventure in Wonderland and you can apply right now to get involved. The big Hairs of Hampshire trail, that starts this week. What's wrong? Is that like a load of pantomime dames or is it like (laughs) the animal? It is the animal. Okay, fair enough. But they're quite large hairs with rather large See, I thought you were talking like big panto hair. (laughs) Yeah, love it. The kind of thing Biggins would wear. Marge Simpson. Yeah. (laughs) No, Hairs of Hampshire. They are H-A-R-E-S. Hairs of Hampshire. You'll find them all over Winchester and all over Southampton all the way through the summer. Make sure you download the trail and go and follow it because it's going to be a lot of fun and they are so... So beautiful. They're stunning. That sounds really cool. Like they did with the rhinos in the past. Yes. Right. And then one more thing for you. This is Cookies Crafts. It's a maker's craft market. It's on Thornhill Baptist Church, Saturday the 9th of July. Before we finish, we need to talk about the exciting prize. Yes. So make sure you have us on your socials this week. Keep watching out for the So So Show post because this week we are going to give away a stay at Woodmill Camp. Now, this is who we had on a couple of weeks ago. You'll go down to Woodmill Camp. You'll go on the high trees course. You can go on the low ropes course. You can go kayaking. You can go stand up paddle boarding. And then you stay in one of their beautiful glamping tents. So find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Have your notifications set because we will be dropping that prize for you to win very soon. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show.